everyone and welcome to the Changing Minds Online Empowering Women Series. Today uh, it will just be me. Jessica had another engagement but that is okay because we're getting ready to have a powerful show tonight because tonight we're going to be talking about following your dreams when you want to give up and we all know how powerful that topic is. We've all been there and when we're speaking to our guest tonight she's going to really bring it home for us. And without further ado, I would love to introduce the president of Little Pampoo and CB Inc., Miss Lo McGregor. How are you doing today, Lo? I am doing wonderful. It's nice to speak with you. Oh yes, the pleasure is. <laughs> oh yes, yes. You know we already the listeners are primed and ready, and you know we're not going to keep them waiting because. Because, <laughs> you know, we know the energy mm-hmm. is high on this topic. All right. Mm-hmm. So, Lo, so tell us about uh, a time when you, were, when you were following your dreams and you wanted to give up. I've had so many issues with following my dreams and deciding when to stop or when to continue. For instance, it took me 27 years to get my degree. And when I say 27 years, it was 27 long years. But I never quit. I never gave up. If I needed to take a break, I took a break. And when I finally walked across that stage, it was the happiest moment of my life at that point. I didn't give up. And I don't think anyone should ever give up on their dreams. That was one of the moments. (laughs) And I'm very proud of that moment, very proud. Yes, and I mean, that shows great tenacity and energy and perseverance. 27 years, but you didn't let nothing Mm -hmm. stop you. You kept going. And see, that's one thing, you know, know, some people would have gave up at one year, five years, ten years, but you knew that that degree was going to make a difference in your life, and you kept going. Mm-hmm. You know, we definitely have mm-hmm. to applaud you for that tonight. That That is a testament within itself. So what happened once you got the degree? Well, when I got the degree, I looked for different positions, and I was able to get a better position with better pay. I don't want to say, but I was able to continue further along doing what I wanted to do, and then I was able to, as you know, create my business which I'm very happy at doing. It made a big difference. It made a huge difference. So now, uh, you're, you were just mentioning your business. So now what do you do uh, in your business? Uh, are you inspiring others? I hope to do so. I believe I am inspiring others because I still work full-time, and my business is part-time, and it takes a lot for me to go to work for someone else and then come home to handle my business. And to be able to do that and see the different types of um, success that I have, it's important to me because it makes me happy to be able to make other people happy. And what I do is I write children's books. And the main character, that's Little Pampoo, she's a chocolate bunny, and she has these different adventures in her sleep, 
And when she wakes up, her family, the chocolate bunnies, they help her make her dreams come, come true. And that's part of what I try to do, make people believe that their dreams can come true too. And with what I do, I also sell products with the images of Lil Pampoo and the Chocolate Bunnies, and I have a mascot. And I go out with the mascot, and I've been to several schools in which I talk to the children. I tell them about the business. I even tell them how long I was in school, and I tell them not to give up on their dream because it's a dream of mine. Even though it wears me out, it feels good because I know sooner or later I will get to that point where I can just work my business full time. And I don't think anyone should ever give up on their dreams. Some of the children tell me they want to be, say, lawyers. Some of them want to be singers. And I tell them, don't give up on your dream. Follow it through. It may take a while, just like it took me 27 years to get my degree, but I don't think people should ever give up on their dreams. They should continue. You know, that is a wonderful, wonderful venture that you're doing because you are helping the children. You are helping to shape our future. They are the ones who's going to make this world a better place. And you're instilling positivity and perseverance and dedication into their lives through Little Pampoo. So tell us a few of the uh, stories and different things that the children will get from Little Pampoo. Well, the first story Little Pampoo experienced riding an airplane for the first time. And a lot of people are afraid to ride an airplane or be on an airplane. My father is one. I give a good example with him. He will never get on the airplane. I told him I was moving out of state, and he told me it was nice knowing you <laughs> because he doesn't <laughs> want to get on the plane. <laughs> but I'm going to get him on the plane. <laughs> and the second book that I'm working on, she actually goes to the circus and she learns to she learns to fly on the trapeze. And she's afraid of heights, but she still does it. And a lot of times people, they don't want to go out of their comfort zone. They are afraid. They get so comfortable with the way their life are, their life is, and then they end up having regrets. And my my dream is to just keep people into believing that they can believe in themselves and that they can step out and they can try to do different things because it's easy to just sit back and say, well, I don't have the time or I can't do it. It's harder to actually try to do something, but the reward is enormous just to not go through life regretting anything, even if it's just tiny steps, baby steps no matter how long it takes, I think people should try to follow their dreams. And I can't stress that enough, follow your dreams. <laughs> yes. And, you know, especially now that you're hitting the children, Oh yeah. you know, they they have so many different obstacles that they go through every day. You know, peer pressure, uh, self-doubt, depression, things of that nature, things that little children shouldn't be going through. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that you have stories out there that uh, parents can go and reach out 
and read, you know, Lil Pampoo can actually tell them, hey, you know, they may not want to hear from their parents, but they might listen to, you know, Lil Pampoo. And, you know, they are go- uh, she's going through the same thing they're going through in school, you know, and they can see that somebody else is going through it too, and they understand because sometimes our children don't talk to us, you know, as an adult. They don't think that we understand. But a nice, wholesome book like yours, they can still read it. The parents are okay with giving it to them, and then they are still being able to be empowered. Was that the purpose of this uh, series? Yes. Just for because when I was growing up, I'll backtrack a little bit. When I was growing up, I was shy, extremely smart, but shy. And there were things going on at home that kind of led into that too. And I had a very bad temper, so it was either being shy or having that temper because as a kid, you really don't know how to deal with things. And you know, people grow up still dealing with those feelings. They never learned how to deal with things. But what helped me along was there were always people in my life that made me believe in myself. It may have been the smallest thing. I had a teacher in seventh grade, and she realized how shy I was. And at that point, we were going through a lot at home, and she kind of took her time with me. But eventually, I started opening up. And I started realizing I like to read. I like to write. And it just takes little things for people just to be nice to someone, just to say something kind to them. We don't always have to just be on the defense all the time. It doesn't hurt just to be nice to someone. And a lot of times with children, they don't have that maturity or they don't even feel comfortable talking to other people. And just like you said earlier, They don't talk to their parents. Sometimes they don't know how to talk to their parents or explain things to them, or the parents are too busy with their own issues. And it just makes people feel better to know that they can look up to someone or they see someone else going through it and they made it through, and it helps them with their situation as well. And I think it's very important for people to know that everyone isn't against them. You may feel like, you have no one, or you may feel that you're doing things on your own. But sometimes the littlest things, if you pay attention, there's that support right there. And it just might be something very tiny, and you just grab onto that, and you start believing in yourself and just going for it. And it helps a lot of people do that. It helped me. I mean, it really did help me. And I think a lot of times with children, that's what they pick up on when they don't get it from home. Right, right. I mean, I was a uh, shy child. I was an introvert in a family of extroverts. So needless to say, (laughs) that was a very interesting childhood. (laughs) And, and you know, uh, when things would happen to me, I would shut down and my mother would see it in my grave. And she didn't know how to communicate with me because I would shut down and I wouldn't talk to her. <laughs> and um, so uh, she, uh, what I found out in my adult years, she used to call the counselor <laughs> and have them file me. <laughs> so she found out what's going on, what I'm doing. 
And so, because I wouldn't talk to her. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm like, okay. <laughs> I said, I'm so glad that I didn't know that at the time. So that would have been a horrible situation. <laughs> but I totally get it. You know, she cared enough, you know, to mm-hmm. say my child is not going to be a statistic, and I'm going to figure out what's going on. She's not going to talk to me. I'm going to find out what's going on one way or the other. And, and that's it what she helped. Doctor Finch. Yes. It helped. Yes. But you know, I I'm very, very uh passionate about the topic of the children. Um when I was in my twenties when I was getting my doctorate degree and actually children are the reason why I ended up going to get my doctorate degree. I mm-hmm. I worked at an alternative school, and where I always, I guess I was just naive because my mother, <laughs> I just had everything in place, and, you know, and I just lived in, in Kenan's little bubble world. <laughs> so when mm-hmm. I went to the alternative school and saw the real deal, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and saw children that didn't have that support system and saw children that had issues and problems that were sick, that had to go through adult issues, uh, in little bodies with little, uh, you know, with young minds, mm-hmm. even though they were very smart for their age and very astute for their age, you know, they shouldn't have had to go through the issues that they were going through. Right. And so I decided at that moment that I wanted to open a virtual charter school uh, so that, um, you know, you could take children out of the environment. And I wrote my mm-hmm. entrance exam for my doctorate on that subject, and I wrote many papers on it, and, you know, I want to further on in education and help motivate, empower, and inspire children because, they, like I said, they are the future, and they should they never not have a support system. And I think never. people fail to realize that children grow up. That child yeah. will be your future doctor, mailman, drive the bus, they will be somewhere in your life. You may not realize it, but, I mean, children grow up. And it's important that we realize that, okay, we just can't be into ourselves. We all have to look out for each other. And children are the most important people in our lives. And we just can't just let them go by the wayside. That's why... I believe there are so many issues because you have children growing up and they become adults and they never learned how to be children. They never learned how to be responsible or they didn't have that and they or they didn't have confidence or they didn't know how to do things because it's, I didn't know, for example, I didn't know I had to file taxes when I got out of high school and got a job. <laughs> That's something simple, you know. Mm-hmm. You, mm-hmm. It just depends on what people teach children. It's very important that we do look after children, and it does take a village. It takes a huge village to look after children. And one of the best sounds to me is to hear a child laugh because mm-hmm. when you hear a child laugh, everything is okay. There's no fear. There's just play, 
they're enjoying themselves, there's joy. And it's just very important that we look out for children. They're too much of our future. We just can't say, oh, that kid, I don't care about them. That's not my problem. That's not my child. Well, okay, when that child grows up and does something that affects you some kind of way, then it it becomes your problem. And too many times we get caught up in ourselves that we don't realize that we do have to help each other. We do have to look out for each other. And we have to be kind to each other. It may sound like a fairy tale, but it doesn't hurt to even just smile at someone. It doesn't hurt to just say, can I help you? Or if you see someone that needs help, to help them out. And I feel strongly about that too. I think it's very important that we help each other because I've been in situations too in which I felt as if I was totally alone. And when I say totally alone, I mean totally alone. When I was pregnant with my son, I actually lost my job. And I was terrified. And I basically didn't have any place to live. And one of my cousins looked out for me, my cousin Dana. My cousin Dana looked out for me. She didn't have much, but what she had, she allowed me to share with her. I actually slept on a mattress on her floor. Not even the mattress. I slept on the hard box spring. Her son slept on the mattress. So it never, you never can say that you'll be in a situation for long. You always look for the positive. You continue to move yourself up because I no longer sleep on the mattress on the floor, but I have three bedrooms that I can sleep in if I want to now. So everyone can come out of their situation. You're not stuck in your situation. And too many times people do give up because they feel overwhelmed. They don't know what to do next. And it's just easier just to say, okay, I'll deal with it tomorrow. I'll just deal with it tomorrow. Right now I'll just get some rest. And then the issue and the problem just continues to build until it gets to a place where you can't even deal with it or talk talk about it because it's become too big for just one person to handle. So I, I just think people should just believe in themselves and don't ever give up, not on themselves, not on other people. Just never give up. I truly believe that. Now, when you get the pleasure of going to the school and speaking to the children, you tell them the story about how it took you 27 years to get your degree and you didn't stop. Mm -hmm. Why don't you share that story with us, you know, and uh, how did the students react? (laughs) Some of them, because I don't look as old as I am, I'm 51. I'm not ashamed to say it. And (laughs) some of them actually have their mouths open because not only do I not look more than, say, 40 years old to them, but the fact that it took 27 years because they barely want to stay in school one day. So 27 years <laughs> is almost <laughs> it's almost like, really? Are you kidding? They don't say that. They're more respectful. But you can see it in their little faces. And I just drill it in them, don't give up, don't give up, don't give up. And... 
they get it. They totally get it because they can deal with one week or a month, but when you say years, that's a totally different issue with them. And I think it does leave an impression on them with the fact that I did not give up. And it wasn't just one year or five years. It was 27. (laughs) So, yeah. They they, they listen. I'm sorry, what did you say? Uh, tell us about uh, about the journey. You know, what made you uh, last the 27 years? Because I wanted it. I truly wanted to have my degree, and that was just a goal of mine. It was on my bucket list, and I just had to have it. Because when I was a child, I had it all set. At nine years old, I wanted to be an attorney. And when I went to high school, I took up secretarial practice so that I could type my own papers and take my own notes in shorthand. That was the entire purpose of me taking that course in high school. But life, you know how life can be. Things happen in life, and it doesn't work out. And so I ended up getting a job as a secretary. Thank goodness I had the training and getting better jobs and better jobs. And I was able to finally go to school a little bit at a time, a little bit at a time in between life issues until I finally got to the point where I walked across that stage and I held up my hands, I turned to the audience and smiled, I skipped a little bit, (laughs) but I did it. I did it because I was determined to do it. And after five years, I was ready to give up. But I just couldn't give up. I had to do it. If it would have took 30 years or 40 years, I would have done it. I'll still be doing it, even if it was one class at a time. So, nope, it wasn't an issue. wasn't giving up. wasn't happening. So, so it sounded like that was a burning desire inside of you. That was part of your purpose to get that degree. You know, you wouldn't going to be, you wouldn't be an okay without it. No, I wouldn't have been. Because how do you go from being a nine-year-old knowing, I knew at nine years old I wanted to be an attorney. And I had planned out everything, every little thing, up until I was that first year of college, everything. So, just to have that dream crushed, I just couldn't see it. Now, when I got to the point where I was deciding my major, I decided I didn't want to be an attorney anymore. So that was okay with me, but I knew I wanted my degree. And because I'm a good writer, I knew I could do something with a degree. And started a business. <laughs> so no matter how long it takes you to do something, or anyone to do anything, they just should never quit. You never know where life will lead you. And what I'm doing now, I know I would I would I enjoy that. Excuse me, more than I would being an attorney because I work with attorneys. Therefore, I know what an attorney does, and they they do have it hard. 
they do have it hard, and it's a lot of work, and I don't have that much patience to do a lot of paperwork unless I'm writing and I'm creating. That's where the difference lies in me when it comes to giving up on the dream of being an attorney because dreams do change, and they change and evolve into something better. And you end up doing what you were meant to do in life, not what you wanted to do in life. So I'm meant mm. to do what I'm doing now, and I'm happy about it. <laughs> oh yes, you, you know, I I can definitely relate to that one. When I was five years old, I wanted to be a teacher. I went to school, went to kindergarten, and thought that was the best thing, you know, in the world. Ooh, a teacher. And then <laughs> then I realized that, uh, you know, around high school, that teachers don't make that much money. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was told, what about being a mathematician or engineer, you know? And I went in, I went in those different avenues, but what did I end up being? A professor. I ended up being a teacher anyway. <laughs> so it was uh-huh. like, you know, you know, you never know even what you think you're going to do. You're going to end up doing what you're destined to do. And right. so you said that so eloquently. I love the fact that you were like, it wasn't what I wanted to do. But it was what I was destined to do. And we need mm-hmm. to, you know, when people get that point and they realize they do the work to get there, and they're doing working with their purpose, you know, everything falls into place. Yes. It may not be in the, the vision in the head, but it all falls into place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now... And then people fall into place. Exactly. Exactly. You never know who's going to walk into your uh, life and bless it, you know, and mm-hmm. make it better. You know, and make those uh make that purpose come true even more. You know, you never know mm-hmm. what's in store once you start walking in your purpose. Right now, I, now I know you're doing a lot of projects with Little Pampoo. So tell us some of the things you're doing right now. Right now, I'm almost finished with the book that I'm doing now. It's called Little Pampoo Meets a Unicorn. It's at the printers now but I had to do revisions, and I'm hoping, I'm really, really hoping it'll be out at least um, mid-May. And I'm starting to work on the third book because the idea is just right there, and I want to get it out of the way. And I have two other ideas that I'm working on. And it, it, I'm pretty quick with writing. Is just doing the editing and everything else and having someone proofread it, and that's the hard part because I self-published them. And that's what I'm doing right now, right now, trying to get that out of the way. So now if somebody's inspired by the story today or wants to get some of your uh, books for their children, where would they go to find you? They can go on to the website, www.littlelittlepampoo.com. So that's littlepampoo.com. 
they can look all over there. There's all kind of information on how to get in touch with me. They can send me an email. The phone number is on there at the bottom of the website. All kind of ways to get in touch with me. Facebook. If they Google anything that says Little Pample, they can reach me. <laughs> Wonderful. Now, if you had a closing word for the audience tonight, what would it be? Do not ever give up on your dreams and do not ever give up on yourself. That would be it. Thank you so much, uh, Lo, for being on the show tonight. And if anyone is inspired by uh, Lo's story tonight or wants to uh, get more information about Little Pampoo, the show is definitely on changingmindsonline.com. We're also on iTunes, Podomatic Stitcher, and, of course, SoundCloud, and you can catch the video on our YouTube channel. It was an honor to have you on the show tonight, Lo. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Thank you, thank you. (laughs) And thank you to everyone that listened tonight and was listening in podcast time. We love you, we appreciate you, and everything we do is for you. Have a good night, everyone.